This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make the day make sense. It is Friday today, the 19th day of May. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. I'm Kimberly Adams, and we appreciate you being here for Economics on Tap, which is our Friday news show where we're going to do our YouTube live stream, which is up and running. Hey to everybody who's joining us there. We've got some drinks. We're going to do some news fixes, and we're going to end with the round of half full, half empty. And first, uh, I believe we're going to talk about some drinks. We are. What are you having? Yeah. I, I will. I will confess here that I'm having a cup of coffee because I have a choir concert to go to tonight, and I need to stay awake. So, yeah. Love my Although daughter. Although the my daughter. the emotion and the fact that the music will be so riveting <laughs> is what's really going to keep you awake, <laughs> okay. not the coffee, okay. of well, course. Let, let 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 me just tell you. Actually, <laughs> usually I really enjoy the the local high school choir concerts, and my kids have been in choir now for a number of years, and they're really really good, super talented. Tonight is the pops concert. And the music director, for some reason, has chosen to make this a Disney-themed pops concert. So I'm in for a <laughs> night of Disney music, and I... God. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about Disney so much over the last couple of days know, right? that it feels yeah. appropriate, you know, with yeah. all the Florida news. Well, I am having a mint and julep because one of my neighbors was generous enough to share some of her mint because I forgot to put oh, mine nice. in in a timely fashion. And they have a lot. So I made a mint and julep, um, which, of course, is just bourbon, sugar, a little bit of seltzer, water slash sparkling water. I use them the same. And mint. Nice. Um, in my attempts to muddle the mint in the glass, I actually broke the first glass. So this is ah. tip number two. <laughs> Um, but I used my uh, drink smoker and smoked my mint julep, oh. and so it's it's quite tasty. Yeah. We 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 should. Sorry, I'm, I notice on I'm looking I'm look on the video. I'm looking down a lot because I'm looking at Kimberly's. Anyway, whatever. I'm looking at my iPad, which is where the video shows up. You should have you should have done the smoking thing on camera so that we could see it. Oh, I'm, totally I'm sorry. Okay, I'll do it next week. Looks. All right, next time. I'll do it next, next week. Next next week. All right. Okay, so stay tuned right. for me with fire. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do some news. Uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, we we can't stop talking about the debt limit, debt ceiling <sighs> crisis, because uh, it is is kind of a crisis at this point. Because as you talked about on the show today, and as is everywhere, the talks broke down. I did notice uh, this morning. You know, yesterday we mentioned that you know the House negotiators can say whatever they want, but the GOP conference can be a bit um, unruly, shall we say, and they may not be potentially on board with whatever deal gets negotiated, and that could be a problem, only to hear this morning about all the people on the progressive side who said, just a minute, we are not necessarily on board with these deals either. And so even if this team of negotiators can come up with something both sides are going to have a real challenge getting their parties to fall in line for any deal. And I think you're getting on 
almost opposite ends of the political spe spectrum, a deep questioning of how mm -hmm. bad a debt crisis really would be. The GOP uh, side saying, you know, we need to make the cuts. It'll be painful for a little bit, but it's worth it for the larger goals. Some of the progressives uh, kind of making this argument that, you know, if the markets tank, you know, that's one thing, but that doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening in the real economy. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different narratives coming across right now because in, as, as it comes down to it, nobody really knows what would happen, right? We don't know. It's, we've never been here before. We have projections, but we don't know for sure. Go ahead. I, I, so look, we don't know for sure, but mm -hmm. we can make really, really, really well-educated guesses. And the answer is nothing good, right? Mm. The answer is nothing good. And, and you can't tell me that the closer we get to the 1st of June, if that's the date, right? That's the one that Yellen has said. She said it could be as soon as, but it might be a couple of days after that, whatever. Nothing good will be happening. And I don't think we do anybody any favors if we gloss over the fact or don't acknowledge that it will be really bad. It will be really bad. Yes, it would be really bad. And I have, but I, I also wonder what contingencies are being laid out, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago, we were wor worried about cascading bank collapses, right? And people pulled things together and came up with a solution to at least stem the worst of the tide, right? And I am going to lean into my optimism here, and I know you think I lean into it too much. Ooh, and I'm going to hope and believe that there are some smart policymakers preparing for the worst right now that won't limit, that will not eliminate the crisis, but will at least have some sort of strategies that might blunt the impact, hopefully on the most vulnerable. Um, I don't think there's anything that's going to save the markets, but is there going to be a way to blunt the impact on sort of average people in their day-to-day -day lives? That, that's, that's what my fingers are crossed for. So, so uh, again, I will take the opposite side of that coin. I think there are not reasonable ways to make that happen because the system's mm -hmm. just not set up that way. And I will point you, as, as my news item, an article in the Washington Post pointing out what happens on 1 June, again, if that is the date. So here are the payments the government has to make on the 1st of June. $10 billion dollars. Right in military pay and retirement, $12 billion to veterans benefits, and then $47 billion to Medicare providers. The next day, June the 2nd, $25 billion in Social Security benefits go, go out uh, to recipients. That might not happen. And, and nobody in any of those categories lives fat and happy, right? Social Security benefits right are not enough to get people through. People have to augment, mm -hmm. right? Medicare providers, people need their healthcare. I mean, none of that is, yeah, it'll be fine. And I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, anyway, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a bad situation. It's a really bad situation. And, and unlike when we've had these conversations in previous years, it's, there's not a clear path to- It, it does seem more serious, yeah fixing it and yeah. and it's it's definitely a deep cause for concern um yep. <laughs> okay well my other news item is uh more distant but still on my radar which is that today uh tim scott officially is mm -hmm. in the gop running for the 2024 presidential race 
Tim Scott being the only black member, uh, black Republican member mm-hmm. of the Senate. And he's a Congress uh, senator from South Carolina. He's very popular, very senior in the GOP on the Senate side. And, you know, South Carolina is a very important state in 2024, and mm-hmm. it will make a big difference if the candidate is from there. I bring this up to not because I want to deluge people with election coverage any sooner than we have to, but just that the Republican field is broadening. We've got Nikki Haley. We've got Rick Scott officially. We're probably going to have DeSantis next week Mm -hmm. in the mix. Of course, there is Trump. But, you know, I'm I'm looking at the polling. (laughs) It's still Trump. It's still Trump, Mm -hmm. and it's still Trump by a large margin. And I think a lot of people would love to kind of say that there's no chance for Trump to win again, and I think that's very unrealistic. And I think especially those on the left ignore this at their peril, that Trump's, the people who come out to vote in primaries are very, very passionately supporting Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. And again, I think it's worth having the conversations now of what that's going to look like if and likely when he becomes the GOP nominee. And mm-hmm. we saw what CNN did the other day, didn't love it. It was bad idea. Um, different news organizations are obviously taking a different strategy moving on from that. But there are a lot of very serious policy folks stepping in the ring on the Republican side, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. These are people with real political pedigrees and who have serious policy agendas that are effectively getting just completely overshadowed by Mm -hmm. the cult of personality that is Donald Trump. And it will be very fascinating to see how that plays out in the GOP primaries this year. Yeah, it it really will. And, And here, just as we head into election season, God, I'm sorry I had to bring that up already, that phrase, but we're in it. Um, I, I, I don't know if you ever listen to Pod Save America. I do on occasion. Sometimes they get a little much mm. for me, but but uh, not infrequently one of them, and I think it's either Dan Pfeiffer or Tommy Vitor, points out that this 2024 election, much as the 2020 election, is going to be decided by fewer people than go to see the average college football game on a Saturday. Right. If you take all those votes in all those, you know, purple states, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania, right? 40, 50, 60,000 people. That's it. That's the number of votes. So, you know, hey, if Trump's the nominee in one party and Biden's the nominee in the other party, it's a toss up. It's, it's statistically yeah. a toss up. Anyway, I'm so that. fascinated to see what Gen Z voters, how they're going to influence uh, this, this yeah. race. I think it's really... I think what Gen Z voters do in terms of voter turnout, in terms of the way that they go, is going to be the deciding factor in this election. And I'm, I'm very fascinated to see how that shows up. I will, I will check with my three voting children and see what they say. Nice. Thank you. Right? I mean, <laughs> to yeah, report back. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will indeed. All right. That's it for the news. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a round of half full and a half empty.
Okay, welcome back. And now we are ready to play our game, Half Full, Half Empty, where we go through some news topics that have been in the news during the week, and we tell you how we are feeling about them. And for those joining in the YouTube live stream, we'll look forward to your input as well, especially on the last question, where we have our live poll. And our wonderful game is hosted by our also wonderful Drew Jostad. Hey, Drew, let's do it. All right. Are you half full or half empty on Montana's TikTok ban? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is a good one. Lawsuits have already been filed. So the governor of Montana, Grigian Forte, this week banned people in Montana from downloading TikTok and put in penalties, I think, also for companies that leave it up in the App Store in Montana. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, half empty on the move itself, just on First Amendment grounds. I just think it's, it's folly. Same, but I'm also half empty on the practicality of it. Like, the, it's yeah, effectively yeah. unenforceable. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Look at everybody's yeah. phones and, you know, rile right. up every, again, Gen Z voter <laughs> to right. basically roll their eyes at you and say you're no longer fit for office because you don't understand the Internet. <laughs> so right. half empty. Yeah, it's exactly right. Okay, this week Uber announced a service where you can call a number to request a ride, no app required. Are you half full or half empty? I, it's a taxi cab. I don't get it. I mean, you call this 833 number and they hook up with, you know, the person answering the phone probably uses their phone to get an Uber to you and then you go on your merry way. You give the person a credit card and you're done. Okay, fine, whatever. If it's easier for makes it easier for people to get around, half full, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go half full just simply from an accessibility standpoint, um, yeah. especially for you know maybe older folks who don't feel as comfortable navigating the app um, because Uber has decimated taxis. Taxis are a lot harder to get, and so I imagine there's a lot of people out there who need to use Ubers but don't necessarily feel comfortable with the software or have other kinds of. Uh, disabilities that make it more challenging to use that interface. So I'm going half full, but what I'm more interested in is that now Uber has, I believe they're rolling out in some cities coming up, the option to have like Uber for teens, where mm -hmm. you can, as a parent or guardian, set up account for, set up an account for a young person in your life to where you can track where they're going and what they're using. You can give them a, a budget or an account or something like that. And I think that's um, probably going to be a more meaningful uh, impact on their business model than the phone number thing. I think that's totally true, although I'm surprised it took them this long because there has been four years, and I want to say five or six at least, a service called Hop, Skip and Drive, which does hmm. that. It specially screens drivers, and it's all about um, kids, you know, 12, 13, whatever it is, who can't drive but can't legally use Uber. Uh, mm -hmm. and and it's geared toward them, and it's been around for a while now. I don't even know if it's still Yeah, that's probably it. why they're launching yeah. it. <laughs> right, 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 totally, totally. All right, what's next? Next topic, uh, Google Flights has a new feature uh, that on some flights will automatically pay you the difference if the price drops on a flight that you've booked. Are you half full or half empty? Kristen did the story, didn't she, I think? Mm -hmm. uh, um, Sam Fields. Sam Fields. Sam Fields, Sam Fields. Um, so I think it's interesting because it, you know, it only works with certain airlines and on certain fares. And I think when Sam did the story, 
the fare that she looked at was so cheap that it wouldn't have made a difference anyway uh, to, you know, have, have the price match. I think that the competition for flights and the margins are getting thinner and thinner that we're going to see more stuff like this in terms of mm -hmm. the Google service neutral i'm not gonna use it probably i've actually started using more travel agents lately um Have which you really makes me, yeah yeah why because i'm lazy number one um <laughs> number Fair. two a lot of the credit cards nowadays come with like a free travel agent service like baked into oh, wow. it that just isn't well that. advertised and part of it is that they'll often guarantee if you can find a lower rate, they'll match it. And so there's hmm. not much of a risk to it. And then you're already, hopefully, depending on what kind of card you have, getting trip insurance with it. So it sort of bundles it all into one thing. And I'm just like, can you please tell me where to go here? I don't want to think about it. And my sister loves to use travel agents. And you know we use a sort of travel agent for work um travel and so yeah, it's do. just yeah, like that's true i don't i don't i have i spend enough time searching on the internet for things that i want to search on the internet for flights fair enough fair enough yeah all right are you half full or half empty on an espn specific streaming service oh uh so live sports is uh, a huge revenue source for cable and espn has been a huge revenue source for cable and thank you disney and now it's going to go streaming i think it was only a matter of time uh, I'm a live sports guy, so you know, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm half full on on ESPN as a streamer. I am half full for the most random of reasons, which is say. that <laughs> <laughs> I can tell imagine... us, oh, sports fan. <laughs> yes, I can imagine this being a very easy gift to give someone, as it since it's a standalone uh. thing. <laughs> You know, if there is a sports <sighs> fan in your life and you don't know what to get them, this is going to be a not terribly expensive, so but something you know they'll probably like. I mean, it's like the easiest cop out. It's like flowers for Mother's Day. Like, here, have this thing. So half full. Totally fair. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> totally fair. All right, Drew, is this number five coming up? Number five coming up. All right, so this all is the right. poll. All y'all on the live stream, uh, why don't you uh, get ready? Drew's going to do it. Kimberly and I will tap dance for a minute while you get your entries in. Uh, Whatever, you never um, dance for us, Kai. I never do. You know why? Because I'm going <laughs> to no, just no. Anyway, Drew, you were saying? I'm going to go ahead and assume you guys don't know what a, what a Heinz remix is. Oh, I, I absolutely I know what this oh, is. Oh, you do know what this is, so I don't have to explain <laughs> yeah. it? No, 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 no. I want to hear you explain for, it. It's not just yes. us. Explain it for, okay. for yeah. the, the crowd. Okay. It's, it's a two and a half foot wide, two and a half foot deep machine with a touch screen that is a sauce dispenser. And you can choose between ketchup, ranch, Heinz 57, or barbecue sauce, as well as a range of flavor enhancers. And you can customize your sauce to, they say it can make up to 200 combinations of sauces. And maybe rolling out next year in ballparks oh or movie theaters. Uh, and it will, uh, of course, track all of the data of what type of sauce people <laughs> oh, are ordering. Man. I hadn't even thought of that. If the owner of the machine wants to know that type of information, are you half full or half empty on this monstrosity? You know, 
you go this kind of this monstrosity <laughs> how do you really feel drew um, <laughs> you know it's it's funny this kind of exists already in the soda department if you go to the movie theaters now mm -hmm. where they mm -hmm. just give you the cup and you can make mm -hmm. whatever combination of soda or pop depending on where you are in the country that you want in whatever volumes your little heart desires yep. and it's kind of the same thing, just with condiments. Um, the very amazing journalist, Prisca Neely, once during, I think it was during the pandemic, she made a, uh, a, she wrote a song and made a video on social media about her love of condiments. And oh my God. I will have to look it up. It is glorious. I believe it's a public video. Um, and she's sort of top-notch investigative journalist, broke a ton of news about black maternal health Ma and, and maternal, black, yeah, ma yeah. yeah, maternal mortality amongst black women um, and, and really did some award-winning journalism, but also uh, wrote a song about condiments that she performed. And it's very funny. And is, is, yeah. is now, she, she, isn't she now some muckety-muck at, at the other public radio outfit, right? I think she runs like their southern editorial. Yeah, she's she's yeah, in charge of yeah. things. She's in charge of things all the time. Yeah, she's, she's very she's a things. big shot. Yeah. She's a big yeah. shot. Um, but it's funny because I actually don't I don't like condiments in general. Like there are very few condiments that I I have. I, I mean, I'll do barbecue sauce. I'll do a little bit of cocktail sauce here and there. I don't like ketchup. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like mustard. I don't like. Relish. That's so funny because you, you're you're into all your concoctions for your for your cocktails. I know this is yes, a stretch, and there's absolutely. probably it probably does not analogize well, but I just think that's interesting. I mean, it's. I, I guess I like to know what's in it, you know. So like, oh, well, I'm yeah. I'm the olive oil and vinegar girl for salad dressings, you know, and. Oh, wow. um, I, I want to know what's there, and these condiments are just unnaturally, they have unnatural colors and lumps I don't understand, and <laughs> chemicals Stop. I can't pronounce, Stop. and I'm just like, lumps I don't hard understand. pass. All right. so, so where are you on this machine? You go, then I'll go. <laughs> okay, ha where am I on this machine? I am half full, because I love anything that lets people customize uh, their experience, and um, I think it will reduce waste because you have people who would take like oh that's true three different containers of single serve condiments just to get their the mix that they like so now totally you true. can just sort of make it and hopefully reduces waste so I am half full I'm half full too just because people ought to people ought to be able to do whatever condiments they want that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying mm -hmm. all right now we need the <laughs> Kevin poll up was here. saying but the chemicals make them so delicious. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Yeah, chemicals Oof. generally do make things delicious. All right. Uh, How did the poll right. do? We had 189 votes. And the yeah. outcome is half empty, 52%. Half full, 47%. Wow. Huh, interesting. Oh, Carrie Sykes brings up something very interesting. That nozzle is going to get so clogged and flavors will mix anyway. That's true. That's true. <sighs> Which brings I mean, if, up you know, my like the yeah, bane of yeah. my existence, which is when I travel and I want to have tea in the mornings because coffee is not for me. And the in-room thing 
will always taste like coffee, even if you only run hot water through oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I actually, and, and Noelle King had one of these and I saw hers and then I went and got it. This little collapsible silicone teapot that I now travel with oh, so that I can so boil my own water in the room and make my tea that doesn't Amen. taste like coffee. Mm -hmm. So the nozzle flavoring is such an issue. So yes, I feel it. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> there we go. Boom. So many thoughts on so many things. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us today for Half Full, Half Empty, for the show in general. If you had a good time, and even if you didn't, I would hope that you would consider supporting us. We are still in our fundraising drive. And in particular, it is $5 Friday at Marketplace. And so you can start your support if you're not already a supporter. And if you are, we love you hearts. Uh, you can start your support for Marketplace and Make Me Smart with a monthly gift of $5 or more if you so choose and pick a thank you gift. We dug into the vault and we're bringing back some old favorites in terms in the swag department at a discounted rate. So we're bringing back the Kai PA pint glass, which everyone loves so much, and the Jasper wine tumbler is he still back there yes that guy yeah. <laughs> who yeah. uh except for he's more active on the tumbler he's up and not asleep which he is most of the time now anyway your support would really help us get to our goal closer to our goal of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you're gonna get those fun thank you gifts and it's about to be picnic season so that wine tumbler i should say really good on a picnic or for festivals and outings and things like that for beverages alcoholic or not Limited quantities, uh, as they say. Uh, so don't wait. It's today only. $5 a month uh, or more if you like. Marketplace.org slash give smart or click in the link in the show notes. And please and thank you. Please and thank you. I love that you've adopted that. That's wonderful. I know, right? I, I kind of I don't mind it, actually. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Drew Jostad wrote the theme music for Half Full, Half Empty, and he hosted it. And Antonio Barreras is our intern. Mel Rosenberg, Emily McCune, and Antoinette Brock are the team, is the team, rather, behind our Friday game. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is the executive director of things. <laughs> and now they put I'm digital on demand. I'm, I know, I'm just leaving it. <laughs> She's the executive director of things. She runs stuff like Prisca. It's on her business card. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody.